Hello, Tulsa fans. I am Bryce McKinnis, Tulsa World Sports Writer, and this is the TU Sports Extra podcast. Today, we are joined, of course, by eighth-year University of Tulsa head football coach, Philip Montgomery. Coach, we appreciate you joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. Coach, first, I want to go back to the spring game <clears throat> last Saturday. Um, felt like, you know, you guys were without some of your key pieces. Um, you didn't seem too concerned without you know, quarterback Davis Brin, um, obviously, who is still nursing from uh, a, a surgery that he had to his non-throwing hand during the offseason. Um, why are you not concerned with having injuries during the spring game? Well, I think, number one, I'm around him every day, watching his progress, wanting to, you know, getting to see what he's doing, how he's preparing, uh, what his rehab has been like. Uh, feel very confident in where he stands right now from that standpoint, from his recovery. Uh, don't think he's going to be missing a beat when he gets back from that injury. So uh, watching him take the, the minimal route that he can take as far as getting involved in our scale situations, our 707 situations, being able to, to watch him operate doing that, but also, you know, in the film room with him, watching him take mental reps on the field, uh, being locked in in those conversations that we're having. And so, obviously, I would have liked to have him. Uh, that being said, uh, I'm not concerned about his health come next fall. Coach, what was your overall takeaway from the spring game? Were you, were you pretty pleased with the product that you had on the field that Saturday? You know, I'm pleased with where we're at right now. I think I'm, I have a good and our coaches have a good understanding of, of where we are strengths and weakness-wise. Uh, things we got to continue to improve on, things we got to build on, but things that we feel as though we've made really good progress in. And so I think we've got a lot of the key pieces that we need. Uh, obviously, it's the way this team's going to come together. It's about adding some other things to help, you know, kind of fortify that a as we move forward. Uh, but I like this team. I like where we're headed. I we're younger than we've been in the last couple of years, but uh, I like the the – hunger that this group has and you know throughout the spring when I was talking with a lot of the positional coaches um, they said you know this is what the spring is for it's for identifying the talents for figuring out who's your best hats at every position do you feel like you came out of it with a good sense of the best 11 players on both sides of the ball yeah I think we did now that being said you know you still got you know the rest of this spring and then you've got summer workouts that are going to happen you got fall camp that's going to happen you know, some of those things may change. A guy may, um, you know, dramatically improve his stock during, during fall camp. Uh, another guy may take a, a step backwards. And so, uh, you know, nothing's in stone. That being said, I, I think our coaches and myself have a good idea of where I think guys are going to fit in, uh, where things are going to happen, uh, how those are going to kind of mesh and come together. And so uh, that's always the exciting part of spring. And you go through this process every year. Obviously, at this point, you're one of the most tenured coaches in the conference, in the nation at that. Um, how do you keep it fresh for yourself? How do you keep it fun um, and engaging for yourself? I think more than anything, um, you know, I think our players do that part of it. You know, every year is a new team with a new personality, new strengths and weaknesses that you got to figure out. And then you know, the conference is always changing. Their teams are changing just like ours is changing. So uh, there's going to be new challenges, new new teams pop up that 
uh, may have had a, a great year last year that, that may struggle this year and vice versa. And so uh, you never know what that's going to bring you. Look at our, our preseason schedule and we're playing some really tough opponents. I think we've got seven bowl teams. We've got two conference champions and a, and a BCS guy in there. So, you know, all of that being said, we know the challenges that are in front of us, but it's got to be about us right now and getting ourselves ready. And then, you know, our focus will then go on our first game, which is Wyoming. And when you look at that non-conference schedule, you've got Wyoming, you've got Northern Illinois, um, Jacksonville State, and then you've got Ole Miss. Why was this the right non-conference schedule for this team? What's the one that's in front of us? You know, we really don't have a choice in that part of it. It's it's going to be a tough test for us. You know, we start off the year on the road, but, you know, we're going to play whoever they put in front of us. And our guys have always taken uh, that that part of it very seriously. And so uh, for us, it's about right now managing what we can manage, and that's controlling the things that we control, how we work, how we get better. Um, you know, guys are fixing to take finals, and they're going to be away from us for several weeks. And it's about what they do over that period, bringing themselves back in great condition, being able to, you know, step right back in it when we get here in the summer and being able to train and, and work at the level that we need to work at. So are your guys primarily just conditioning at this point in the spring? Yeah. So right now, I mean, obviously we've got about another week or so here of class left and then, then we hit finals. And then, uh, you know, during that, that time period, obviously they're, they're intensely focused on finishing up class well. And then they get a little bit of break where they can kind of depress a little bit and get an opportunity to kind of just train on their own. And then they'll come back to us uh, like May 24th, I believe. May 24th. So I want to kind of switch gears to your defense. Um, when you look at the roster and then when you look at the staff, you've got a lot of guys who are in their first or second year at their respective positions. Um, how much do you endorse and how much do you appreciate the job that Luke Olson has done with his defensive staff? Yeah, I'm excited about our defensive staff. I think they're coming together really well. Obviously, we've got a couple of new faces there. Um, you know, Luke's been around here for a while, but being able to uh, take on a different position and a different responsibility, but that that transition, I believe, has been pretty seamless. I think our players understand what we are doing schematically. That was one of the big factors uh, in that uh, decision to move Luke into that position. Uh, I've got all the faith in the world in him and our defensive staff and our players, and so you saw that this spring. Those guys are flying around. They understand what we do. They know how to fit things. They know where they're supposed to be dropping. Uh, that's a huge, huge plus for us as we enter the fall. And when you look at those veteran guys on the defense, like uh, Anthony Goodlow, Justin Wright, when you have a staff with so many new faces, does their leadership roles as players become amplified to what it typically would be? I don't know if it's amplified as much as it is, you know, you just love seeing those guys continuing to grow and mature. And that's what you want. We want a player led locker room, uh, guys that understand what the standard is, uh, understand how we have to practice, how we have to prepare, uh, what that looks like in the film room, what that looks like in your walkthrough. Um, but those guys, the ones you mentioned, you know, you're, you're talking about Anthony Goodlow, Justin Wright, uh, Kendarian Ray, John Michael Terry, Tyon Davis. I mean, those guys have played in a bunch of games and they understand 
the expectation level of where we want to be and where we're going and how we got to get there. And last season, you ended the year on a win, which obviously not a lot of teams can say, um, defeating Old Dominion in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Um, but you also faced your share of adversity opening the season with a tough non-conference schedule. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from last season? What do you think that you and your staff and your team learned the most last year? Well, I think more than anything else, I think it goes back to the things that we've been preaching since day one, and it's about us coming together. It's got to be more about us than it has to be about them. It's about understanding adversity is going to come throughout the season, throughout your life. It's how you face those challenges, how you come together, and how, how you keep belief and faith in each other to understand that this is where we are right now, but this is not where we're going to finish. And uh, to watch those guys come together and finish the way they did uh, the, the last part of the season, I think, is, is a tremendous feat for them and for us. Uh, but it's got to be something that we continue to build and, and continue to keep growing with. And when you talk about that, it's not where you start. It's where you finish mentality. You guys came from behind, I believe, five times last season to win. What does that speak to about this team and their resilience? Well, we're a hard-nosed, tough, physical football team that's going to play you for 60 minutes. And that being said, the one thing that I can tell you about our conference after being in it as long as I have is every game's going to be a battle. There are no weak opponents in our conference. There are really quality players, really, really quality coaches. Every week, you've got to step out there and you've got to bring your best. And so you've got to find ways to win the close ball games. That's what we've been able to do over the last several years. Uh, but that's not going to change. Um, that's what this conference is. It's about winning close ball games. Looking ahead to next season, um, your conference, or excuse me, your schedule came out a few weeks ago. Which game, conference or non-conference, uh, did you feel like your guys in the locker room were the most excited about? You know, I, I think with this group, it's 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 not about one particular game, right? Mm -hmm. It's about the season as a whole. They're going to be excited about game one because it's game one. Uh, we've got to continue to take that approach, you know, week by week. Um, there's obviously some games that, that uh, you know, we've been in conferences with guys for an, uh, uh, an additional amount of time. So you've got some rivalry things that are built up there, some teams that you know how they're going to play, how physical they're going to be, how tough that game's going to be. And so you know those are on the schedule. But that being said, I don't think they look at it as, hey, I'm looking forward to just this one game. I think uh, they're looking forward to the season and the opportunity to step back out on the field and compete. And this is a question, a broader question, I'm kind of surveying everybody about right now because I'm really curious. The name image likeness um, changes within the NCAA rulebook have dramatically changed the way that recruiting works, um, recruiting out of the transfer portal works. Um, to what extent do you feel a responsibility to help guys and be an ambassador for them to be able to benefit from their NILs? Well, I'm obviously for them being able to benefit. Um, that being said, you know, I'm limited uh, by NCAA rules and limited by our state rules of what I can do and can't do. Um, we're going to do everything we can to help our young men be able to benefit from their name, image, and likeness. Um, we want that uh, to help them in that regard. 
at the end of the day, we still have to be concerned with our football team. We've got to be concerned with being a student athlete that's going to class, doing the right things, uh, maintaining uh, eligibility, and then playing it out. So uh, the portal, yes, has changed it dramatically. Uh, name, image, and likeness have changed it dramatically. Uh, that being said, um, we're going to do what we can to help them. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's still got to be about our football team and, and about all of those members of our locker room. And do you or your players find it challenging with the NIL at the University of Tulsa, which is, of course, a great university, but um, as you know, with just under 3,000 undergraduate students, is one of the smallest schools competing in FBS football? I mean, obviously, there's some uh, there's some really pros and cons of being the smallest Division One school in America. That uh, I think the the pros of that outweigh the cons, right? Um, the quality of education that you're going to be able to receive here, uh, the weight that that degree carries with it, uh, being able to come here and and understand that I'm going to be somebody on this campus. I'm not just going to be a number. Uh, we're going to talk about the things that that are really positive about our university, uh, about your experience playing here, um, the relationships that you're going to form when you get here, not just with inside this building, but also uh, throughout the campus. And so uh, I still believe uh, those things outweigh some of the other things that you're talking about. And, and as NLI goes, uh, that's going to be one of those bridges that we continue to cross, continue to work on. But guys can come here and still have a great experience and, and have an opportunity to to be able to build up their following in that way. And guys that you recruit to play at the University of Tulsa, I know that they have to be better than average academically um, because of your academic standards. Um, the things that you just mentioned, uh, being able to be somebody on campus, having a, you know, a, a more unique dynamic than I think a lot of Division One athletes have at other universities, do you feel like the guys that you bring in really embrace that? You know, I think they do. But more importantly, I think they feel that, right? And, um, you know, that's one thing I think our staff does a really good job of, of understanding that, yeah, we're going to coach you hard, but we're going we're gonna to take care of you. We're going to be here for you. Uh, and it's not always going to be just about ball. It's going to be about what's going on in your life and, and how we can help you not only now but in the future. Last question here, Coach. I want to talk about some of those guys that you've had come through and the draft coming up. Um, how do you compare this group of guys that you have eligible this class to past classes that you have? You know, as you know, we've talked about in the past, um, it's pretty special to see the trajectory of players who have the opportunity to play at the next level going up year after year. Yeah, I mean, I'm just so thrilled for those guys. You know, I don't know that I'd compare this class to another class, but that being said, you know, there's been some men here that have opened up those doors in the past, right? You think about some of the unbelievable players that have come through the University of Tulsa. And then our guys now being adding, being able to add to the legacy of those guys that came before them. Um, and then when they get there, being able to not just get there, but to stick and make a name for themselves and continue to do well at that level. Uh, I think uh, scouts and NFL teams are understanding the amount of talent that we have uh, that is continuing to grow here. But we got guys that are hungry about getting better. They're hungry about their craft and, 
and that's what has made the difference for them. And so to see, you know, a Tyler Smith or a Chris Paul or a, a Josh Johnson or, or so many others that are in this class right now having an opportunity to, to live out their dreams and go play at the next level, I mean, that's, that's so special for us as coaches. Uh, but more importantly, just to be able to, to have a small part of that and watch them continue to grow and have success. Coach Philip Montgomery, eighth year University of Tulsa head football coach. Coach, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm.